Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Official Gears podcast. We're here to talk about everything from mouse ears to butter ears. Uh, I'm Alan, and I've got my buddy Brian with me, and we are the guys of Ears Experience, or the Gears for short. Hey, uh, Brian, how's it going today? I'm good, and we actually have a guest on us uh, on the show with us today again. Um, Michael Gregory is with us, and he is another member of the Gears group, and right. he's a mouse expert with us as well. So as your mouse experts, we are here to help answer all your Disney and Universal destination questions and help you prepare for your next vacation. Um, if you missed it on our last episode, we discussed our top 10 attractions at Hollywood Studios with a fellow mouse expert, Summer. Um, so go back and take a listen to that one if you haven't. And this episode, we're going to be ranking our top 10 attractions with Michael. So uh, Animal Kingdom, um, which is another great park. Um, Michael, let's start off talking a little bit about you before we get into it, though. Yeah, welcome to the um, show, Michael. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me. First time guest. So we're just going to kind of do a little rundown about who you are, uh, a little bit about your business, how you got into it, stuff like that. We'll do some rapid fire questions, and then we'll quickly get into ranking our favorite attractions. I'm not going to ask for your tax return, so so you're okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're safe, though. That's um, right. But as I, as I said, uh, Michael Gregory is a ears expert with us and another member of the Gears. So, Michael, thanks for being on. And why don't you tell the listeners uh, where you're from? Well, I w- was born and raised here in Lafayette, Indiana. I'm a Hoosier. Um, lived here all my life. I'll hold that against wow. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, no. Summer was uh, from Houston and hasn't really gone very far from Houston. She said she went from one side of Houston to the other side in her life. So. <laughs> nice. I- I've been all over. It's crazy. Yeah, me too. Nice. So. And uh, how long have you been with yours, Michael? I am going on just a little bit over three years. Um, I started, as I said, about three years ago. Um, just looking for kind of a side gig, see if I can, you know, help others out. I enjoy planning my own Disney trips. So looking forward to, uh, you know, helping more clients in the future after, you know, things clear up and we can get more people back in the air and down to Florida. Yeah. Very cool. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a trend with a lot of agents that we're all in that three to five year range, which I think is really cool. I'm not sure. I mean, yours has been around for about 11 years. But I'm not sure. I want to kind of talk to Amy about this and see what happened five years ago, six years ago, where all of a sudden she just really took off. Mm-hmm. Like, was it marketing? Like, what was she doing that all of a sudden all of us just started coming to ears? Because like I said, within three to five years seems to be the timeline of uh, about the average agent that we talked to. So it's pretty cool to see that gross. you fall in that with us. Yeah. So, um, Michael, where'd your love of Disney come from? Honestly, I uh, grew up with my parents taking me down to Florida quite frequently. I wouldn't say we were there every year, but usually about every other summer we would head down to Florida and hit Disney World and occasionally Universal Studios as well. Um, And I've always loved Disney animation. And I think as I've gotten older, I think my love for Disney's just kind of grown the more I, you know, learn and kind of explored everything that Disney has to offer. Yeah, that's, that's There's cool. definitely I mean, something for out. everybody, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we we kind of, at least me anyway, have 
transitioned from, you know, experiencing it as, as a kid and what I love there. And now I just like going and seeing people enjoying them, uh, enjoying their time, um, seeing the characters for the first time, looking at the different lands and, you know, how everything was created. And I know Alan's kind of the same way with that. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. We were talking to Summer yesterday and or uh, last episode and she had never been until just a couple of years ago. Uh, her and first trip just a couple of years ago. And now she's like, I, I just, I'm in love with it. And it's neat to hear her story because she's not like the rest of us who have been going on, you know, every year since we were two, three, four years old. So, um, and it's, but. it's pretty amazing how much it's evolved over the years as well. I mean, it's oh, ever yeah. changing, you know, sometimes we're sad that certain attractions or shows leave, but you know, I, I feel like they've always tried to go above and beyond to make things better. Oh Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you a really controversial question. What do you think of the current castle at Florida Disney World? I Actually, I like it. I think I might think differently if I see it in person. But as long as it doesn't go back to the birthday cake castle, I'm happy. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that agree, but there's a lot of people that actually liked that cake. I don't know why. Yeah. A lot of people like that. That's, Are you yeah, one of those people? verdict. <laughs> no, I did not like the cake at all. I was actually in Florida um, then, and that, uh, no, I did not enjoy that at all. No, I thought it was That's... one of the worst decisions they made personally. But <laughs> you, you, you're on the line. You're on the same page as all of us. You know, Alan and I, we, um, we like the look of it too. Uh, we feel like it needed to be updated. So, and, it, and it's just for a short period of time. It's not like it's going to be permanent. So, right. uh, but while we're talking controversial, uh-oh. What um, what's your thoughts on Splash Mountain? I'm on the fence because I was raised with it the way it is, but in the same sense, I am a big Princess and Frog fan. So if they want to bring Tiana on board and try and revamp it, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think a lot of us are, are kind of like, you know, it it's it's kind of a classic, but it's not because it it's not as old as some of the other attractions that are there. Um, but my thing is, is I think most kids nowadays don't know the story and don't know what it's about. Right. And it, and it's not going to come back out, especially with what's going on in the world right now. So, you know, they're not going to change the ride system. The ride will be the same. It's just going to be a retheme. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. I think it could be interesting. Yeah. Be really good. Yep. Yep. All right. So back to our get to know you. Um, we want to know what do you find most rewarding about being a mouse expert? So I just... I love help. As I said, I, you know, I enjoy planning my own trips before I started with years. And now that I've had an opportunity to help several families, you know, experience Disney in different ways. I just, you know, I've got clients that'll send me pictures. I've got clients that'll send me emails, you know, all excited about, you know, things that they've got to experience. And I I think that's the most rewarding thing for me is seeing what kind of, you know, magic I've been able to bring into a family you know, and help them experience. That's cool. Right. And I I can tell you, um, I kind of tackle the parks in a completely different way since I became a house expert than I did before that. So yeah, I've learned a lot as we go along too, even though, you know, I've had a lot of time at the parks. My my time has (laughs) changed. My plans have changed. Yeah. Uh, What is the most often question you get from clients? 
I think the biggest thing is, you know, if I'm just talking casually to someone, say at work, um, is, you know, I don't have kids. So what does Disney have to offer for me? And I love getting into the conversation that Disney has something for everyone. Okay. Let me break out the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, I mean, and, you know, having grown up with Disney, there's every age group, no matter if you're, if you're two all the way up to 99, there's something different for each age group to experience. And it's just as magical for me now as it was when I was two years old. Yep. So, you know, just as I said, the most rewarding thing would probably be just, or not rewarding, but the most often asked question is, you know, what, what do we have to offer? Well, I, I can help you, you know, figure that out mm-hmm. and get you the most magic, no matter what your family dynamics are. And I think that's one of the things that's interesting about us as guys um, being mouse experts is people like, you're a guy with no kids. Why do you want to go to Disney as often as you do? Like, I, let me give you the list. Like, I have so <laughs> many reasons. Like, it's so much fun. Let me tell you about drinking around the world. That's a whole story to start right there. Let's start with that one. Um, yeah, but I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny to hear your, like, people's responses because one of the most often questions I get is, when's the best time to go? <laughs> it's not so much, you know, what Michael said as, you know, uh, what's there to do? Um, you know, I get when's the best time to go or what is the best time for me to take my child the first time? Yeah. Yeah. So age range, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So right along those lines, uh, Michael, what's the best piece of advice that you give travelers when you are working with clients? That one might stump me a little bit, but I, because I, I give different advice based on, again, depending on who, what's, who I'm talking to. Um, I mean, I would just say that Disney has something for everyone. So make sure that, you know, I, like, for instance, if somebody asked me if they've, you know, if they've got a two-year-old, you know, what is there for, you know, what is there for them to do? Kids are going to experience the magic, whether it be, a baby looking at, you know, a character for the first time or, you know, an adult, you know, seeing Mickey Mouse at the age of 35, you know, it's completely different experience. And I just say, you know, don't excuse the magic because it's always going to be there. Yep. That's very true. I think that's something a lot of people overlook is those younger years taking a child to Disney world and you get, well, they're not going to remember it or there's not that much for them to do. I don't think people realize how much a child at two um, can actually do. There's so many rides that they can still ride. Um, I mean, you can spend a whole day at magic kingdom alone doing things with a two year old or a three year old. So, and when people say they're not going to remember it, my reaction is they may not, but you will. Like, well, and that's where you start with the pictures and the memory maker and things going on there that, you know, right. yeah. you can show later. Um, you know, I, I have pictures um, standing in my grandparents' bathroom after a bath at my grandparents' house um, with a big inflatable Pluto, you know, and I was maybe three <laughs> and I have this picture I'm like, wow, that was some interesting foreshadowing right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool that you just, those things stay with you, so... I think they stick with you more than you realize, people realize, but yeah. All right. Yeah. 
Oh, last question, Mike. Um, right now we've got a lot of, well, you don't have a lot of downtime. <laughs> uh, with, with, with the baby coming, you know, you have another little one, you're, you're a, you know, a manager at a, at a, at a retail store. Um, is there anything currently though that you're working on that, you know, your, your clients may not know that you're working on? I know like Alan and I were talking, some agents have a lot of free time to kind of play around and readjust their tools and stuff. Is there anything that you're doing right now that you want to let the cat out of the bag with your clients? Honestly, I've just been trying to do my best to keep up with things are changing on a daily basis and just keep up with all yeah. the news. And that way, if somebody does have a question on something, I'm here for them. You know, I got to, keep our brand with being a mouse expert and being able to answer any question that may throw at me. Yeah. And it sounds simple, but I don't think people realize how much information changes on a daily basis with on our end. Anyway, they well, see the blogs to, and all that, but yeah. Trying to head off the rumors and things. It was like, Nope, that hasn't actually yeah. been said yet. Let's right. Yeah. Let's stick with what they're actually going. This is what Disney or universal is officially saying until we hear otherwise. <laughs> But it, it's something as yeah. simple as, you know, well, what bars are open right now? Because there's, you know, some Changing. bars that are, there's some bars that's not. It's, you know, what transportation options are available. And yep. it's, it's constantly changing. So, I mean, it sounds like a simple answer, Mike, but that's, that's a whole lot of stuff to try to keep up with all the time. Yep. yep. It definitely is. Oh. So. Cool. Well, we, uh, we kind of touched base on what we did last episode with the Hollywood Studios attraction, so we're going to get into that in a minute. Um, did you get a chance to rank yours, Michael? I did. Okay. Um, and the way we rank them is 10 through 1, so um, that's the way we're going to do it for this episode as well. And it's going to be anything that is listed on the attraction side, which I know at Animal Kingdom we, all, you know, we added a couple. At least I did, and I think you guys said you did too. Uh, entertainment options um, but before we get started let's go into the rapid fire questions oh no we're gonna do some rapid fire so uh, these are just quick give us your your first best answer don't think about it we can come back and elaborate after um, but we had Josh has been going pretty well with our guests so far he had 52 seconds on this and uh, in the last episode summer beat him at 43 seconds so Got a new the, champ. The, yeah, the, the challenge is thrown down. Let's see if we got the gauntlets <laughs> out there. Um, so Brian is going to time us. And uh, as soon as I ask you the first question, he's going to start the timer. And we will stop the timer as soon as you give your answer for the 10th question. Okay. Cool. You're ready to go? Yep. I feel like you can do this. You can do this. All right. <laughs> All right. So what is your favorite attraction at Walt Disney World? Rise of the Resistance. Oh, nice. Uh, Mickey ice cream bar or ice cream sandwich? Ice cream sandwich. Oh. What is your favorite resort? I would have to say Port Orleans Riverside. Nice. And funniest character to meet? Mickey Mouse. Nice. People would be surprised to know that you haven't done this at a Disney park. Um, I've done most everything but there's definitely some restaurants and stuff that i need to hit still <laughs> okay best disney soundtrack oh i would say most recently probably moana that's getting a lot marvel universe or star wars star wars 
All right, Disney villain you could become friends with? Ooh. I'm going to say Cruella DeVille. Oh, nice. Oswald or Steamboat Willie? I'm going to say Steamboat Willie. All right. And before your vacation is over, you must have a pineapple Dole Whip. <laughs> Great. We've got that in two minutes times. Seven. Minute seven. Minute seven. Oh, minute seven. Definitely not our longest times. We've had some uh, previous guests. <laughs> have some real that might be decision maker that's, that, that's probably middle of the pack yeah, so, yeah. not too bad yeah not too um, bad. i gotta ask on the carilla deville though what, <laughs> what about her seems so friendly <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is the first thing that came to my mind first because i i laugh because i call my wife Corilla deville because she likes to floor it while we're we're driving down the road <laughs> so so it's just kind of that personality thing that i that i catch on to i guess <laughs> so it's the first thing that came to my just naturally it's not, it's not that I want to be for for code or anything to wear around. <laughs> no, you're just naturally attracted to her because of your wife. I see. <laughs> it's natural. And why ice and cream sandwich or ice cream bar? Hey, I've I'm an ice cream sandwich guy. I don't like the hard chocolate shell. Now, uh, if okay. give my wife, yeah. you know, ten Mickey Premium bars, and she's all over it. But I'm <laughs> an ice cream sandwich guy. <laughs> just Pre- pregnant or pre-pregnant? Both. <laughs> she's not gonna listen to this is she oh yeah probably not Banned from this episode. uh dough whip with rum or without i actually have not had it with rum that, that's on my bucket out. list so ne- next time we're all down there i think we might have to take a field trip you are missing out let me tell you um that's funny they're they're i think i've told people before so they're doing um at some of the resorts. So I know we were at the Polynesian not too long ago at the pool bar and they had um, the key lime one and the pineapple and they were doing um, margaritas and pina coladas with the Dole Whip. They were awesome. <laughs> they were awesome. Just gonna tell you. Yeah. And then the rum floaters when you get them over. Yeah. Such a, such a fun thing to do. How could you not love it? Anyway, that's the lush in me coming back out. Like, we go to the park. I like to get our uh, drink on when we go. All right. Anything else you want to elaborate in there? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I like Riverside, too. That's one of, one of my favorite resorts, especially for a moderate. It's just, yeah, know, it's just got before a really... I became DVC, um, I would say that that was probably our top resort. That would be our go-to every time we'd we'd go down, because I feel like you know a lot of times you have transportation issues with some of the value resorts, and I I I just felt like it, I was at home when I was there. It's very homey. It's more spread out, so it doesn't feel so crowded. And well, I just and like it kind of has Ohio that feel. Louisiana feel too, right? So Absolutely, a little like like home, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So should we move on and get ready to talk about our top 10 lists? I'm ready. We are. Before we get started, uh, we have a top five list for for Animal Kingdom from Blaine, Brian's son. He likes to uh, participate in the show. We're going to get him on one day. And uh, he's got a top five list for us. So what's he got? So, Michael, we've um, Blaine has done a top five list for 
Epcot and Hollywood Studios, and his top one at each park so far has been Soren and, um, oh goodness, what was top? Slinky Dog, because he has not been to Galaxy's Edge yet. So this one's a little different. He's done everything on this list. Uh, one of the things I was a little surprised, I think he might have forgotten how much he did not like it at the time. Uh, but so number five he had and he was also a little rushed because he was on his way out the door to get some ice cream so uh, number five he has Kilimanjaro safaris Um, follows that up with uh, the Wilderness Express okay like the train Um, yeah Uh, he well I guess I should elaborate on that one because he likes going and seeing the um, not the cages um, behind the scenes, the enclosures where the animals mm-hmm. go and stay and uh, where they go and eat where the vet checks on them, things like that. He thinks that's really neat. So uh, then he follows it up with number three, Expedition Everest, which he did not like when he wrote it. So I'm <laughs> thinking he might have forgot that or he just ran out of options, one or the other. So uh, he's got Cali River Rapids at number two. And number one, I think is going to be the same for all of us is Flight of Passage. So, ah, very interesting. Good list. Yeah, good list. Yeah. So he's been killing it. Yeah, yeah. He said he definitely is going to take over my job one day. So. Uh, All right. So guest first. Yeah. What did you have for number ten? Number 10, I would say, is Cali River Rapids. Okay. Okay. Any particular reason? In all honesty, I I love river raft rides, but it's just too short for me. Hmm. I I just, I don't feel like it's worth the weight that you have to put in to get on it sometimes. I I agree with that. I. Yeah, I think it's the weight is longer because it's a family ride and everybody, just about everybody can do it. Um, but I'm with you. I, I feel like you came out swinging though. So I'm interested to see what the rest of your list looks like. (laughs) I've got it a little higher on my list. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it's a good ride, but you're you're right. It's a little too short. So what'd you have for number 10, Brian? So number 10, I have it on here because I just couldn't put Navi river journey on my list. I just couldn't do it. So <laughs> I'm just not, it's a neat concept. The colors, the art, the, the technology that was put in, it's pretty cool. It's just not for me. So I put for my number 10, I think it's just a really cute attraction. I put tough to be a bug. So, oh, okay. I, I like the concept of where you, you feel the bugs on you, around yeah. you, underneath you. Seat. And then the yeah. whole yeah, the whole show, um, you know, Hopper coming in and still being the bad guy. But um yeah, I think that's I just thought it was a really cute attraction. So Yep. What about you? Uh for number ten I actually had Triceratops spin. Okay. To me it's just there. <laughs> yeah. My nieces loved they, it. They got enough of those. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, Dumbo was such a popular attraction, and then they started, you know, spinning them out after that. So, like, mm. yeah. I don't yeah, mind Dumbo. Right. I, I love, I love Dumbo actually, and I like, you know, the magic carpets. Um, Triceratops spin. Yeah, it's it's just there, like you said. It's all and right. And I I feel like 
every time I write it, it rains. So I kind of don't mind it. <laughs> it's, it's not on my list, but I don't mind it because Animal Kingdom, I just feel like you get so hot walking around that park, no matter what time of year it is. Yeah. And so like I said, it, it seems like it always rains as soon as we go on it. And I'm just, it's the light Florida rain, so it's not going to hurt you. And I just sit there and enjoy it. And I'm like, there's nothing we can do about it. We're on the ride. So <laughs> The park's gotten better, it is it is. so the foliage has matured a bit over the years, too. So there's more shade now than there was yeah. when the park first yeah. opened, which is saying a lot because there's still not a whole lot of shade <laughs> in some places. Um, yeah. Yeah, but that's, I had Triceratops spin. It's all right. Okay. What about number nine, Alan? Uh, number nine is where I had the Navi River Journey. So the technology guy in me likes what they tried to do with it, and especially... Yeah. Uh, the shaman at the end is a pretty cool figure. Um, but like you, it's really short. Um, I, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of a story to it, in, in my opinion. Um, and no. the lines are pretty long. So yeah. I was hoping for a it's little just, more. It's not bad. I don't I don't hate it. But, so but you're right. There's no list. story. All your other boat like rides, you have some kind of story. Like, yes. you know, you're... you're um, uh other than small world but small world i guess still has a, a theme to it um mm -hmm. pirates uh jungle cruise um i mean uh, just all your grand fiesta tour they all have a story yeah and this one doesn't you're just you're floating through pandora and <laughs> there's music playing there's creatures crawling all around you and then and then you're done so <laughs> yeah yeah it, it made my list but it's not very high on the list I guess you can right. tell I'm not a fan. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners. They can't all be winners. They can't all be e-tickets. That, yeah, that's true. Um, I've got the Tree of Life and Discovery Trail, Discovery Island Trails on mine for number nine. Nine? Um, okay. It's, it's listed as an attraction and I guess that's debatable, but when you're really walking around it, you, you are attracted to it because of all the different carvings um you've got uh, the different trails around and then if you're lucky enough on some of those trails you're not alone there's characters on them as well mm -hmm. so that's that, i think that's why it's on mine is because i we've seen timon there pocahontas has been there uh, from time to time uh you know and there's some others that pop up so but just to see the tree of life up close and see all the different animals that are carved into it and see how massive that thing really is i think that's why it's it's on my that's list. Huge. I felt like it needed to be there somewhere. So I felt like number nine was a good spot. What did you have, Mike? What did you have for nine? I actually put, my, my next one's going to be a show. Um, Finding Nemo the Musical. Oh, okay. I would say it's, it's one of those that I go in there to cool off. And <laughs> Well, being honest, the show doesn't catch your attention like some other shows throughout the resort. And okay. it's it, that I don't. It may be just my personal opinion, but um, I mean it's neat, but it's not one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about it's that. On my list more. a little high. Yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. on my list a little higher, so I'm gonna save my I comments do. for, you know, <laughs> but not too much. Not 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 too much higher. So everybody's different. So like I said, yeah. everybody's got their own vacation to have and things they enjoy. So all right, um, Mike, what did you have for number eight? I put the tree of life kind of like Brian. It, it, I love it. I feel like any, no matter where you are around the tree of life, you're always going to find something different. 
-hmm. And I would say every time I look at it, I mean, even now, you know, years later, I still find some, a different animal on there every time I look at it. Yeah. They did an amazing job with that. We we know what that was before it was the tree life, right? What the structure is, you know? Well, it's tough to be a bug. I thought I did, but. So yeah, tough to be a bug is underneath the tree of life, but the actual structure that they use to begin the form of tree life is actually uh, an old recycled oil rig. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew that. I was yeah. wondering if you were going somewhere else. I was like, what What am I missing here? But yeah. <laughs> no, no oh. they brought in an old uh, oil rig and they placed it in there and then they built the tree life kind of over and around it. So yep. nice way to uh, tribute to the conservation from oil rig to tree life. Yep. yep. Brian, what did you have for eight? I have the Wildlife Express train. Okay. Um, it's not your typical train ride. So that's mm-hmm. one where um, you're sitting looking at the engine the entire time. Um, this one, you're sitting sideways. So you're, you're looking out uh, towards everything you've passed. Um, I miss that it takes you uh, to the conservation station, uh, which I've, I don't know if they've opened that back up or not, but I know there's rumors of it opening back up if it's not. Um, so, um, but I liked that you, it's basically a nice 15, 20 minute break um, while you're sitting there waiting for the train, go to the conservation station, walk around there a little bit to get back on. Uh, but I'm like playing, I, I like seeing, you know, the behind the scenes of the safari and seeing where the animals go, you know, things like that. So I Some used of the to be, nursery uh, back there. be a, yeah, I wanted to be a veterinarian when I was growing up. Um, until I decided I don't like snakes and stuff like that. So uh, quickly changed, <laughs> quickly changed my mind. So, um, but I, I still do like, you know, part of me was like a zoologist would have been really, really cool too. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I like having all digits on my fingers. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number eight, I actually had dinosaur. Okay. So it's an interesting what, attraction. What's, say, why so story. low? I don't love the story as much, and it it feels really rough. Um, yeah, I, I feel like if there maybe it's dark. If I don't, not like I have mm-hmm. fear of the dark or anything like that, but it, I feel like if there was a little more light and you could see more of what was going on. Um, anybody who's ever been on there and has actually um, had to walk out for an emergency stop or anything like that, you'll find out there's a lot of detail in that building that you don't get to see just because it's so dark. I feel like if yeah. they lit it a little better, it might actually be a little more interesting story, but it's, a, it's another one of those. It's all right. It's, it's a thrill ride for the most part, but I just, that one never got really high on my list. Yeah. I gotcha. So we're down to number seven, right? Number seven. Yep. What do you have? Okay. So I've got uh, finding Nemo the musical. Um, I do like it, but I'm with Michael. I can kind of see how it doesn't keep everyone's attention, but to me, the concept of it and the talent I feel like it takes to put that show on, um, is really amazing, especially when you get to Mr. Ray and you see that huge bicycle come out and the people, you know, flapping the stingrays, uh, I guess wings or whatever. Uh, it's, it's just a really cool concept, but I tend to get a little bit annoyed by the little, by the, the person playing Nemo, honestly. <laughs> so, 
just kind of that little squeaky voice that, you know, halfway through, I think, okay. But um, I, I, I love sh- uh, theatrical shows like that, um, especially when it involves puppets and things. So, yep. um, yeah. I think it's a little higher on the list for me. So, I like what you be. have. <laughs> I went with It's Tough to Be a Bug. Tough to Be a Bug Ooh. at seven. I, I think Tough to Be a Bug is a good traction. I like it. Yeah. I, I like it. It's just not up there as far as thrills go for me. I, I've yeah. always enjoyed going on it, or I guess in it because it's a theater. Mm-hmm. But it, I always love the bugs running across underneath you and yep. uh, uh, on the head. hopper animatronic is pretty cool too yeah 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 uh at number seven i actually have cali river rapids and i think it's the same thing it's 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 a thrill ride it's a water ride but it's not as long as many of the river rapid rides just like you're saying so you do feel like you're standing in line longer than you're riding and yeah a good attraction shouldn't always feel like that i mean i know it's usually common but it should feel balanced out, in my opinion. But it, it, they've done yeah. a really good job with the River Rapids ride. But yeah, it's a little more thrill than than Dinosaur to me. Okay. So what do you got for number six? Uh, for number six, I swear I had tough to be a bug. Because okay. I like all the bugs, too. So I thought it was kind of fun. I'm walking okay. through the trails down in there and all the little posters they have are pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Michael, what do you got for number six? I went with dinosaur. I'm kind of in the same boat. It's kind of, you know, I'm kind of a one and done thing with it. I, you know, I, I enjoy riding it once while I'm there. It's just kind of rough, you know, as far as, I don't know. I feel like it makes a stomach turn occasionally after getting off of it, but yeah, it's, it's still a pretty cool ride to go on every time. Yeah. I've got it number six also, and it's a good concept. Um, I thought dinosaurs needed to be represented somewhere in that park other than Triceratops spins. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, but I'm, I'm with you guys. It is a little rough. Um, I think it would be a lot better. Like you said, Alan, if it had a little bit more light because it is really dark and I think you'll lose a lot of the, I know they want to surprise you and hide them, hide the dinosaurs as much as possible, but I feel like it loses a little bit because you, you you can't see the dinosaurs so much when they come out yeah and it, it's it's very hard to kind of gauge your fear because you're just in, shocked initially by something popping out at you or whatever but um it's and a I honestly feel like it, it moves fast enough that's or yeah presumed fast enough that's you know even if you do come up on something if it was more more well lit that you know it'd still surprise you and kind of scare you a little bit yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's a good attraction, like you said, but it could be improved a little bit to go higher on the list. Yeah, um, but it's also you don't need it's, as it's much a of a back of adjustment. Care. Well, you don't need as much of a back <laughs> adjustment from that as you did from Primeval Whirl. Primeval Whirl, I felt like a lot of times I came out of there, I needed a chiropractor. Um, <laughs> Which that that one would have been high on my list if it was still there. So. I have family that I go with that love that attraction. And I'm like, yeah, no, once, uh, <laughs> once a trip is enough that I'd be walking funny really if I had to do it more than once. But uh, I know we went for um, uh, one of the midnight madness or moonlight madness parties and uh, the family I was, with, they went like three or four times in a row. Cause there was no line. I'm like, yeah, no, I'll just stay over here and watch. <laughs> I did it once. It was fun. We like to put all the big guys on one end and all the little guys on the other end so it spins really good. <laughs> yeah. 
Does it spin or does it just stay still? Oh, no, it spins. Yeah, no, it spins. It spins. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're halfway at number through. five. Yeah, yeah, halfway through. Our, our lists have been pretty different so far. Yeah. So this probably where it gets pretty different too. So at number five I, is where I actually had Finding Nemo the musical. Okay. So, you know, the theater guy, the entertainment, I really enjoy it. Um, I don't mind the people that play Nemo. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a pretty cool show. It's a really quick telling of the movie. Um, but, you know, I talked before that I'm a huge Muppet fan and having the puppets in there and um, the way they've kind of interacted, very Lion King-ish, um, you know, where the, the actor is there, but they're part of the scenery more so than the puppet. Um, I think it's pretty cool. And there's a couple good songs in there for a new new soundtrack, which I liked. So. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, you mentioned the Lion King, but it's also, it's very different than the Lion King. Yeah, it's a very, very different style. I mean, it's, 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 it's a really unique performance, so. Mm -hmm. And we usually like to try and get um, on the lower level on either side of that tongue that comes out of the center stage. Um, so you're kind of close to the action and uh, we, we enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot of my family sleeps while they're in there because it's <laughs> air conditioned, sit down, so. But I always yeah. enjoy it. All right, Mike, what did you have at number five? I know this is going to be a little controversial, but uh, I put oh. Navi River Journey as number five. Oh, okay. it's a little what? it's a little higher up on my list. OK, well, that's all right. <laughs> I, I happen right. to enjoy it. Yes, I agree that it's a little short, but I, I really enjoy that. I, don't, I, I love the the sounds of the basically the entire area. I love the music that they, they incorporate into it in general. So it, it's not the top of my list, but it's not at the bottom. That's fair. That's fair. So everybody's got different tastes, right? Yeah. So do you like the um, Avatar movie? I do. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one to finally come out if it ever does. But See, I, I think I'm going to have to again, go back. So. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go back and watch the first one. I remember it and everything, but... I didn't like it the first couple of times I've seen it. So maybe now that I've been to Pandora, you know, maybe Under, have a little like, bit more understanding and emerging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's my thing with Navi is I just, I don't have a backstory with it. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So. And Brian, what did you have at five? I actually have Cali River Rapids and okay. you know, we we've discussed it short. We've discussed the line is kind of long but I think I'm okay with the line and the waiting because I know for sure I'm going to get wet on that ride. Oh yeah. You know, there's, there's rides like this all over the country and different amusement parks. And I don't feel like you get as wet. This one, you're guaranteed to get wet. No matter which seat you sit in would, no matter what time of day you ride it, you're going to get wet. So yeah. I think that's why I don't mind it. The uh, similar attraction down the street at universal. Have you been on that? Pop I have not. Yeah, I have not. Popeye and Pluto, um, you would when you come off Kali River Rapids, you would still be considered dry as compared to when you get <laughs> off of Popeye and Pluto. When we were there in February, I really wanted to get on, but I was wearing khaki shorts, and I was like, I'm not about to walk in this park in khaki shorts. That and the um, 
the, the, the falls. I wanted to do both of them, but it was Perhaps about 85 degrees, something like that. And I was like, ah, I just don't know if I want to do it or not. There were people getting off of it, soaking wet. It looked like they were, they swam in a pool. Yep. And I was like, how are you guys walking around right now? <laughs> yeah. So, One of the last times I went on that attraction at Popeye and Bluto, um, I think we had more water in the boat. I literally had like shin deep water in the raft. <laughs> it was like, there was no staying dry. It was crazy. But yeah. I've been known to take my shoes off on some of them because I'm like, I'm a mm -hmm. big shoe guy, you know, and I'm not getting my shoes wet. So. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you a locker. There you go. <laughs> get him some flip flops and a locker just for those rides. Yeah. All right, Mike, what did you have at four? Number four for me is the Festival of the Lion King. It's, it's actually, it's actually one four, of my too. favorite shows on property. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like they really grab your attention and keep you going through the whole thing. And you got to love the monkeys. They're like the yeah, best the you know, part of the show. Yeah, yeah it, that's a great show. Um, it, it just, it's one of those, like you kind of, you can't come out of it in a bad mood. You know, you get to no. the whole end and the celebration and everybody's just going crazy and singing along and they take the kids out of the audience and you're like, how can you not love this? It's, I don't know. It was, it's great. I have that at number uh, four too. The giant Simba is just sitting there dancing along with you, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, <laughs> nodding his head. Uh, I have it at number four also. So wow, which makes me think that our, as I say, it makes me think our four through one are going to be very, very close. Um, I love the Lion, the Festival of the Lion King. I love the movie. Um, it's been one of my favorites ever since it came out when I was a kid. And, you know, the soundtrack is great. So I, I'm really glad they put that in the park to have some kind of representation from the Lion King. And as long as I'm not sitting in the giraffe section and I got to make that stupid giraffe noise, I'm good. A low bleeding sound uh, like a goat? Yes. So, uh, you know, I, but I'm with you guys. I really love that show. And I, I thought it would be higher on my list, but I just couldn't couldn't think of which one I would put, you know, below it. So four is a good spot. So there's another little bit of trivia. Do you know where those um, big animal floats came from? No, but you do. I do. <laughs> there, there actually used to be a Lion King parade out at Disneyland. And some of those mm. floats were actually part of the Lion King parade at Disneyland. They look like floats. Back in the, the Simba. The Simba one looks like in Pumbaa. I would Pumbaa say with a swing at the back of it. Yep. Yeah. 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 So they used to cruise down the streets at Disneyland before they moved to Florida. Hmm. Everybody goes to Florida later, right? You get older, you go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're up to, we all tied for number four. What's at number three? Brian, you want to tell us? I have Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro Safaris. So, Michael, what did you have? Same thing. Wow. Two in a row. We all had Kilimanjaro Safari at three. <laughs> I can do Kilimanjaro Safari a couple times a day. I you have to. Animal. I love the animals. Mm -hmm. I, it's one of the things I try to tell guests is um, get a fast pass for it for a little later in the day. I don't like that to be yeah. my first fast pass. I like to go in um, if I'm not getting on <laughs> flight of passage first thing in the morning. I like to go in early and do um, the safaris early in the morning because some of the animals are more active early in the morning before it gets really hot. And then you go back in the afternoon and sometimes you see different animals. Um, sometimes on the, uh, actually on the safari, some of the giraffe and things like that are not up as early, but some of the other animals are. 
and you go back in the afternoon and you see more giraffe and uh, sometimes in the morning you're more lucky to see a lion uh, they might be up still before their nap time kicks in most of the time if you go in the afternoon you might see a tuft of fur of a lion but uh, up on the pride rock but yeah i, I love the safari I've had really good success. So I do it the same way. I go, you know, once in the morning without a fast pass and then fast pass it in the afternoon, typically four or five o'clock somewhere where it starts to get a little cooler and, and, you know, maybe the sun gets down, but I mean, that park closes so early, you don't want to hold your fast pass until, you know, right before they close. But um, I've had really good success seeing lions in the evening. Okay. And usually you can catch them. Yeah. I I can catch them roaring and you can hear them before you even get to them. Yep. So, you know, I, I love that ride. I always get, uh, I guess the name, I guess it's a ride. Um, yeah. But I, I get really good uh, pictures of the giraffes with the silhouette of the giraffe in front of a sun. I can usually get some really good ones of that. Elephants are a little harder. Um, and then it never fails that there's always a rhino right in our way. And we're just like, <laughs> move, you know, but it, it doesn't move. And I mean, there was the last time I wrote it, I could have reached out and I could have touched one. It was so close to the, the uh, the jeep so and you, you can't do that anywhere else that is a yeah. disney only thing so really cool attraction yeah the fact that you don't see bars when you go you know through and see them obviously they're in their own enclosures but it, it's so well designed that you're just driving around in a jeep and you don't see them um yeah. so they they look like they're in their natural habitats and environment which yeah. is cool uh, last time we were there I can't, I can't tell you how many times our Jeep has almost fallen into the river because of this bridge. Oh, the bridge. I, I really yeah. Wish the, I wish they'd fix it. Cause I'm one of these days I'm going to fall through. Yeah. So and for such a new crocodile. place, that bridge is in bad shape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the last times we were there, the, the giraffe um, herd or group or whatever, I don't know what you call a group of giraffe, um, but they were all coming out in the morning and they were literally just kind of walking along the jeep route at a nice you know stroll rate they didn't seem to care kept turning around and looking at the jeep we're like yep we're waiting for you <laughs> it was kind of cool they have no sense of time so no although i don't know how uh, they only sleep like at 13 to 30 minutes a day something like that or they they eat 13 hours a day sleep 30 minutes sleep a day minutes, yeah so yeah. it's crazy what's your favorite part of the safari brian or michael i as I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, my favorite was actually when they were there for a while, when they were staying, like the park was staying open until nine o'clock. I took a safari like at seven o'clock, right when the sun was starting to go down. Mm-hmm. You, it's kind of a completely different experience then too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of cool that they kind of imitated a sunset on around the lions and they kind of, it kind of made them more active. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. It's a completely different animal from morning to afternoon to evening. As you said, you see different yep. things and it's never the same experience because you're, you're dealing with live animals. Yep. Yeah, that's so. true. That's something we've talked about a couple times too, is that the parks are so different after dark, at dusk and after dark. The park's just, it's a, it's a different atmosphere. Uh, and if you haven't done the parks after dark, I feel like you're missing out. Yep. I think I like it better at dark. I do. Like all of the parks, all of them. So. But it's probably not the most politically correct thing, but when I was younger and I worked there, um, you know, walking through the park after close at night was like my favorite time. The area music is still playing and 
um, the custodial team is out hosing down the streets and cleaning and getting ready for the next day. And it's just, you get all the lights down main street and they're reflecting in the water on the street cause they're cleaning and um, you're just kind of all alone with the castle sitting there. And it's, it, that was always pretty cool. Pretty magical time too. I think I just right. like it because some of those places get kind of dark and people can't see me actually being so stupid. They just hear it. So. <laughs> it's okay to act like a kid when you go to Disney. Nobody else Absolutely. cares. They're all there to have fun too. Okay. Until recently, I didn't understand that. But yeah, you're right. So Yeah, right, so we, we brought we... you out of your shell with a pretzel moment, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. Uh, moving right. on. Number two. <laughs> Number two, what we're we have for two. I have Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Michael. We have Michael. Okay, this is gonna be a little controversial again. Uh oh, he's got Avatar: he's, Flight he's, of Passage. Okay, all right. Let's get off our show. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, Brian, Elson, you had Everest. I have Everest. Yes, Everest at Everest. So. All right, yeah. so why do you um, hate Expedition Everest, Michael? <laughs> I don't hate Expedition Everest. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. Um, honestly, Flight of Passage, it is an awesome ride, but the way it's designed, I'm a bigger guy. Mm -hmm. The restraint system doesn't always function for me well enough to actually be able to ride the attraction. I enjoyed yeah. it the two times I've been able to ride it, but it's hit or miss on whether or not I can get locked in properly to ride it. Yeah, so. you're um, you're a little, you're not you're not really short. You're on a little bit of a taller side too, um, and I, I think no matter what your build is, I think it's difficult for some people that are taller. Um, just the way you kind of have to squeeze so far in with your feet so far forward and things like that. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. It's a tough seat to get into. As, as I said, I've had a great experience when I have gotten to ride it, but it's that makes it not my number one. So that's fair. That's fair. I get that. Yeah. Do you have problems with Expedition Everest with the um, little lap bars? I think the, the individual I, no. lap bars are different. Everest, Everest is like perfect for me. Yeah. So never had an issue, and I, I, I'm a roller coaster guru. I love Everest, so that's why it's my number yeah. one. Nice. So obviously we're switched here. Brian and I obviously had Avatar Flight of Passage as our number ones. And you had Expedition Everest where we had both switched. So what is it about Flight of Passage, Brian? Um, well, I guess first I'll just, I'll go with Everest and just say it's one of the best roller coasters that I've been on, not just at Disney, just, just in general, because you, you have speed, you have hills. Um, you go backwards. Um, it Yeti. might be number one. Yeah, well, it might be number one if they had a full functioning Yeti. But uh, <laughs> not, not that, that, may, <laughs> that may never come. It so, may never come again. Yeah, so it's going to stay out number two, I guess, until something bigger comes out. But um, no, I, I, I really like that one as a roller coaster. Um, yeah, I agree. It, it reminds me a lot of different roller coasters at theme parks that people rave about and get high reviews. But I think that because this is a Disney coaster, I think it gets overlooked. Um, but I will definitely say Flight of Passage, uh, which I'll start off and say Flight of Passage for me, I was a little worried about because when I got in the restraint system, I have uh, sometimes bad knees. If I do too much walking, if I run a lot or something, my, my knees will start acting up a little bit. 
because I have bone spurs and that one kind of bothered me uh, the way my, you know, your legs are locked in that restraint system. So I wasn't sure how I'd react afterwards walking around, but I think it's just the story that holds you in and you really feel like you're on the back of a banshee flying through Pandora. You have the wind in your face. You have the, the water from the sea. Um, I don't, it's, it's so immersive for a ride where you're just sitting there. Yeah. You're not moving. Like you are literally just sitting there on basically the back of like a, a motorcycle. So well, you're moving a uh, bit, you're moving a little a bit. bit, you know, here, here and there, but I mean, you're, you're not going anywhere. You're stationary. Yeah. You're, you're well, leaning, tilting, things like that, but bouncing um, up and down. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's like soaring except for on steroids. So, <laughs> and it's in 3d. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, my little yeah, I mean, there are parts of it, it it does make you flinch a few times throughout the show uh, no so yeah technology wise mm-hmm. i think they took um soren and they they cranked it up a notch um and i liked if you've never seen any of the um behind the scenes uh things on flight of passage you're interested there's some pretty cool YouTube videos about how it actually operates and how it works. Um, and when you see the technology behind it too, you're like, wow, this is pretty amazing. Um, and you don't, you don't really feel all that when you ride the ride, uh, when you're in mm-hmm. Flight of Passage. You just, like Brian says, you really feel like you've gone to Pandora and you're on the back of a banshee and you're you know, flying around Pandora. Um, so that, that's one of the best parts is there's so much cool technology in it, but it blends seamlessly into the experience and you don't really notice it. I think that's pretty cool. They pack a lot of people on that ride too. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of people going through there. Even as long as lines are, they're putting a lot of people through there. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Definitely yeah. need a fast pass for it or else you're going to be wasting most of your day. But uh, unless you're not wasting travel right now. <laughs> yeah. That's, right that's, now, that's people true. are riding it, you know, multiple times a day. Five. That's all you want to do. You ride it five times a day and you still have a good, very good day. So yeah. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Do you guys eat in Pandora at all? We didn't really talk about this before, but I have once. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time in Pandora, honestly. I I ride Flight of Passage and then I'm I'm out. So maybe catch one of the shows. May see one of the little um, uh, kids club areas that they've got there, where they've you know teaching the kids a little bit about the animals and stuff in Pandora. But I don't really spend a whole lot of time there. Have you ever seen the guy in the um, biomechanical suit up there? Yes. That's yeah. pretty cool. Pretty cool looking thing. Um, but the food over there in Satuli Cantina. Um, it's awesome. I think it's really great. It's kind of Asian fusion, um, but there's some really good things in there, things that I never would have had. So they do um, these vegetable pods or cheeseburger pods, and it's kind of like a doughy... Um, I don't know what it is. is it like pow ball, like an Asian doughy pow ball, but they're, they're stuffed. It's, it's like a bread dough. Um, and they either have a vegetarian mix in them or um, like cheeseburger mix in them. Those are really good. Uh, and they have these bowls where you like pick a protein, like you pick beef or chicken or whatever and noodles or rice and different sauces and vegetables. It, it's really good. That's one of the places I think we really enjoy going. Yeah, they try and hit it every time we're there. <laughs> They have a couple of adult beverages over there that are kind of fun too. Yes, that's true. Those little frozen ones are kind of nifty. <laughs> yeah. 
right next door. You gotta have if you're gonna eat, you may as well get a beverage to go with it, right? Yeah. And then go around the corner to the safaris and get your Dole Whip with a rum floater. <laughs> gotta do it next time we're there. I'm telling you. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I know, right? I think I'm in. So. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool, guys. Uh, we had a lot of uh, similar ones there at the end. And uh, it, it's interesting. Our first half was kind of mixed, and our second half yeah. was pretty close. Yeah, it was very different to start. And then we just, we all rounded into form and decided that I was right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's how it went. Sure. Sure. <laughs> we got one more no. of these coming up where we're going to have to talk about uh, Magic Kingdom next week. So cool yeah. things coming with that. Sure. And we're, we're doing with Josh, who's going to come back on. And um, it'll be interesting to see if Josh actually leaves Fantasyland and does the big boy stuff or if he stays with his, <laughs> you know, does, does this little kitty thing. So, uh, no. He is a jo- Josh is a big kid at heart. Yeah. He, he's a big kid at heart. So, um, we all are. Which, you know, yeah. Speaking of DuckTales, though, that's that's one cool thing about Animal Kingdom is you can find uh, some of the DuckTales characters there. Yes. Uh, along with a lot of other rare characters that you don't get at any of the parts, um, such as uh, Divine is at the park. Have you guys ever had a chance to see her? I have not seen her. Yes. You have? I actually got a chance to see her the other day. Or not the other day, the last time we were there, and I was just kind of blown away because you do not notice her unless she moves. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, she's usually by the park entrance. Um, you see the raccoon from Pocahontas there. Mika. Uh, yep. Scrooge McDuck. I love Kevin. Um, yeah. Kevin. Kevin's I haven't great. seen Kevin in person, but the pictures of Kevin are fantastic. He almost looks like he's a um, magic shot in some yeah. of the pictures that you see of him, but he's, he's yeah. real. So yep. um you see I, I like Pad McQuack over there sometimes. Yeah. You see a lot of rare characters that you're only going to get to see there. And I, I, I think that's very cool. You see um, Governor Tarzan. Radcliffe. Yeah, Tarzan. Tarzan, um, you Turk. don't see very often. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's 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 just so many of them over there. Pocahontas is only represented there. So, Jane is often out there with Tarzan. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's just a really cool park. Uh, it's It's completely different than you know the other parks uh because of the animals and as michael said it's a living park you're not going to have the same experience every time you go uh when you go just on the walking trails to look at the tigers and the gorillas again it's it's a living experience so it's always going to be different um it it's not my favorite park but i really do enjoy it i I think it's a very well done yeah it doesn't feel super disney um because there's just so no. much nature and stuff there, which is great. But that also blends, you know, there were so many Disney nature series and things over the years. Um, uh, and that we always used to watch the mutual of Omaha wild kingdom, which is always right around, you know, the Disney Sunday movie growing up. That's putting some date on the age here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we used to do those. And it was always fun. So they kind of tied together and uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy animal kingdom. Yeah, not my favorite, but I enjoy it. Yeah. And I definitely think they can do more with it too. They have that opportunity if they ever wanted to expand to, to add more stuff like Pandora. Um, you know, there is actually an expansion spot in Pandora already for another attraction. Mm-hmm. There's a pad available. Um, 
and that that what's going on over in the dinosaur area kind of makes us wonder if there's going to be some possible retheming in the works in the future probably yeah, nothing announced anytime about... soon but no we, we talked we would hope we were hoping for an indiana jones coaster uh yeah or you know indiana jones they have one in paris and... yeah there's paris Disneyland has talks... indiana jones the temple of peril yeah um there's you could probably tie turning. that in it would work oh it definitely uh especially right there with dinosaur um, or if they rethemed whole... dinosaur to in the indiana yeah. jones ride from california you could have a whole yeah. another indiana jones expansion of the park right there that would be really nice mm-hmm. Um, but then you, you've had the rumors of Ratatouille, not Ratatouille, uh, Zootopia mm-hmm. going out there towards Conservation Station that's been out there for uh, several years now. So I don't know if that'll actually happen or not, but um, it's just another opportunity that yep. you know, we don't have a whole lot of Zootopia other than Judy Hopps and Nick Wilde. So. And I don't see them very often. I would like to see them. I, I was in... Uh, I think parades are the only time I see them now. So When I was in California... A while back when I got to do Disneyland and Universal, um, I was at California Adventure and they were listed, uh, Nick and Judy were listed as character meet and greet. And I searched all over where it said they were supposed to be and never found them. Um, so they said that I guess I had just missed times where they came and went. But yeah, I would like to see them. I think they're great little characters. And uh, that's where I first saw the um, Coco um, song with the puppet they were doing out there. Mm-hmm. Coco. Then they brought a Tapcot, which was really cool, which we got to see. And then they took it away. <laughs> well, we're waiting. We talked about that. We're waiting for more of the entertainment to come back. We want to see that come back. Yes. Um, yes. But we need to get more people comfortable with traveling at the moment. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. We're going to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go. I'm waiting on schools to finalize their decision, and then I'm ready to go. So. I have a couple projects in the work, but Brian and I are trying to coordinate something. Hopefully by October. All is invited. That's right. Not all is invited because we want to keep crowd levels down. Not everybody's invited. Sorry. (laughs) If we make a trip and we get this scheduled, we will definitely let uh, the listeners know. So anybody wants to. A week week after we come uh, back, we'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll be fun. Yeah. So I guess that brings us just about to the end of this episode. Um, we want to thank you a whole lot, Michael, for joining us. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Good talking to yeah. you and cool to uh, get some other perspectives on top lists there at Animal Kingdom. Pretty cool. Uh, so we want to thank all our listeners too. So uh, feel free to comment with your own thoughts. Let us know what you think your top attractions are. Did we get them right with you or did we mess it up? Um, we'd love to hear from you guys and see what you guys think. Uh, so be sure to fill those in in the comments and uh, we look forward to reading those you can catch us next time as we are joined with Josh Koontz again and we're going to be going over our top 10 attractions at Magic Kingdom so we're going to finish up the series and if you want more info on ears or our podcast you can follow us at on our website at gearspodcast.com call us at Facebook at Gears Podcast Instagram at Gears underscore podcast twitter at gears underscore podcast as well and if you haven't seen it already we have reached 250 likes so we're going to invite somebody on for a live episode with us or an episode with us and once we hit 500 likes we're going to invite another person on so keep sharing keep commenting and let's get to 500 likes yeah we'd love to have some guests on the show 
Uh, other than mouse experts, we like having our mouse experts and our other gears on the show, but we'd also like to get some other perspectives. So uh, if you're interested, make sure you uh, let us know in the comments and uh, reach out to us. We're going to figure out how we can get somebody else on the show. Looking forward to that. Definitely. All right. And as always, we like to end our show with a quote. And um, as our guest, Michael, we give you the opportunity to give the quote for us. So do you have a quote for this episode? Absolutely. And I, I think this one kind of ties in with the year we're having in 2020. I'm going to do a quote from our friend Pumbaa. It's times like this, my buddy Timon here says, you got to put your behind in your past. That's right. Yep. I, I love that quote. Yeah, I, I love that quote because even though he messes it up, he gets it perfect. Yep. Like, it's not going to go right, you know, instead of putting, you know, your past behind you. He's like, you got to put your behind in your past. Just That's put right. your butt in there and just get over it and just move on. So, <laughs> you know, tip, typical Pumbaa way. Yep. You know, I want to learn from my dog. Every now and then, you just got to kick some grass over it and move on. It happens, <laughs> right? And that, that's what Pumbaa is yeah. basically telling us there. I love Pumbaa. That may or may not have been my nickname for a while once that movie came out for various <laughs> obvious reasons, yeah. but there you go. I, I love that movie, and I can't get enough of it, so. Yeah. All right. But well, thanks fitting. again, Michael. We appreciate you having yeah. on yet. Having uh, yeah, time to join us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule, man. Yeah, we know you're pretty backed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great to have you on. All right. That's why we we'll gave you a day's everybody. notice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch everybody in the next episode. Uh, Thanks for listening, yeah. everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. <laughs> <laughs>